We have more details on the Miles Bridges situation, and we'll also take a look at Charlotte Hornets free agency all today on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets. We appreciate you joining us as you do every single weekday. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. You can catch us anywhere you get your podcast. That includes YouTube, by the way. Have David Walker joining us to talk about the Charlotte Hornets. Everything going on on with them right now. And unfortunately, we continue to get some bad news, um, especially just what has been a pretty shameful situation where the details that continue to come out, it makes it even worse. We did get some news on the Miles Bridges situation that took place on Tuesday where Miles actually uh, turned himself in to be arrested for felony domestic violence. And so in case you don't know, we did a show already on this. We put that out yesterday anywhere you get your podcast. So if you want to go check up on all of the details, just to do a quick refresher, he was arrested for suspicion of felony domestic violence. That was on uh, that was at 155 Pacific time. He turned himself in Wednesday for an incident that took place Tuesday. Law enforcement claimed the woman involved was in an argument with Bridges that turned physical. Police were called to the scene. Bridges was gone by the time cops arrived the woman required medical attention there is a july 20th court date we do know that the woman in question now indeed was miles bridge's wife and that's where the details come in that was released i believe early this morning late last night where his wife put out a social media post about some of her injuries and she said that it was in the physical altercation that she suffered I don't even know if it's been a pattern from Miles Bridges, but it, it seems to have been maybe that. But th this is this is the social media post, just so I get this correct, and so that we shed light on Michelle Johnson, and, and, what and she Michelle wrote. Johnson, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I hate that it has come to this, but I can't be silent anymore. Michelle Johnson, 24 years old, posted more. I've allowed someone to destroy my home, abuse me in every way possible, and traumatize our kids for life. Johnson described the abuse through a series of photos showing scratches on her face. She had a fractured nose, bloody ear, bruises along her arm, her back, and her legs. She also posted a photo of the medical report as issued by a doctor describing these, describing all of these details in a diagnosis as listed on that medical report. Um, pretty brutal, even more so there. And that is also included in the social media post. She said this as well. I don't need sympathy. I just don't want this happening to anyone else. I just want this person to get help, referring to Miles Bridges. My kids deserve better. That's all I want. It hurts. Everything hurts. The situation hurts. Most importantly, I'm scared and hurting for my kids who were witness to everything. Pretty gruesome. Pretty jarring to read all of that. The more details we get on this, the worse it becomes. And real quickly before I, I toss it, to you, Doug, just to continue to kind of talk about this even more so for a segment, and we'll move on. We've done this show already, but we do need to talk about Michelle Johnson's social media posts because, you know, it's something that maybe men don't think about, and I know I didn't, and I was talking with my girlfriend about this, everything that was coming about, and I did have a different reaction to the photos. Mm -hmm. I did have a different reaction to the evidence that was displayed because they're damning, because it's awful. It's really hard to see that in your face and not have that kind of reaction. But the first thing that goes through my girlfriend's mind is I hate that she felt the need to post that to provide some type of evidence so that she could be believed. And that is a thought not alone when women look at this kind of stuff, because we know Katie Heindel also had that kind of thread that she put on Twitter. She said, I'm glad that we've made some progress in our way of thinking about this over the last 24 hours. I don't know if it was right. I don't know if it was wrong. I hate that she felt she needed to post something like this or the fact that when she did post something like this, that's when we started to see the reaction turn. And so think about that for a second, because it's not what came to my mind immediately. Mine, of course, all comes from good faith, but it's not enough because we absolutely can't put ourselves in that situation, and that's part of the problem here. So when, when Michelle Johnson feels the need to post these incredibly private, I, I, I don't know the feelings that she's, that she's going through right now. She just wants to be safe. She wants her kids to be safe. 
But when she feels the need to put this out there for the entire public eye to see something incredibly private like that, it, it makes you feel even that more hopeful that this thing can be fixed going forward as far as the domestic violence problem in our country, and that you hope she can find as much peace as possible, given the situation at hand, that would cause a lot for anybody. Let me read Katie Heindel's uh, Twitter thread, because I think it's mm -hmm. really important. We're, we're working on getting Katie to come on uh, Monday and discuss this with us, because she's written some really important stuff on her Substack, which is called Basketball Feelings. I'll, I'll link some of those posts, because I think they introduce some important perspective in, in this situation. But here's the thread on Twitter. Uh, at WTEVS on Twitter. I appreciate that seeing the photos Michelle Johnson made the choice to share of the harm Bridges inflicted on her made it, quote, real for some people. Mm -hmm. But the precedent for support, even credibility, being public proof of harm is a brutal one. And when has it been enough? If this is the time, I'll consider it pro progress, not good or positive, that her decision to share what's been horrific to her held the league or some team executives to account. But most women don't have this option or very engaged audience. She, final piece of the thread here says, it's been encouraging to see the conversations about this and concerns over accountability going forward in the last 24 hours. I'm still gutted and grossed out by what it took. I think that second piece that, you know, most women don't have this option or very engaged audiences is really important perspective on this because um, uh, Michelle Johnson was, was, is uh, someone of note on social media. And so she does have an audience that she can share this very important for people to, to understand that a lot of people don't have that option. Uh, this is, yeah, this is, this is gutting. This is horrific. Uh, those pictures, um, I, I, if, if you can handle looking at those, um, then, you know, it's, it's just, it's just very difficult. And, and we haven't even mentioned the video at the end of the post, which is of right. his child, uh, recounting, um, that, uh, his f father has choked his mother. I didn't see that, to be honest with you. It's, I, the, last I, piece of, I, yeah. it's the last piece of the post is, is one of his children. Mm. And so, you know, I, I, the, the Hornets have released a, a short statement on this. I think they need to, that they're looking for more information. I think they need to look very quickly. Um, I, I think they, uh, should take action on this as, as, as soon as possible, because um, this is not uh, a great situation and, and, and looking worse by the day. And so real quickly, yeah, I just wanted to read the diagnosis word for word. And, and I, I don't think it would be appropriate if she didn't share this, but I think she's putting this out there to right. put the details. And so I think that I, not, I, I think that allows us to review the severity of the situation. So the diagnosis, a part of the medical report, is stated as such. Adult victim of physical abuse by male partner, assault by strangulation, brain concussion, closed fracture of nasal bone, contusion of rib, multiple bruises, strain of neck muscle. Um, th those are pretty horrific details that, that if you needed some proof from somebody that you view credible as a doctor in some kind of document that you view official, you have that. If you have raw human emotion, you have that. There, there are plenty of accounts here to hopefully be sympathetic to because it, it's uh, the, the more that the details come out, even if it shouldn't be like that to gain some evidence in order for you to then believe Michelle Johnson, um, it's all there if it is necessary in your mind. Yeah, I mean, you guys nailed it, and and uh, great job that you guys did yesterday too, kind of breaking down this whole thing. I encourage anyone that hasn't heard it yet to go back and listen to it. It, it unfortunately all you know still applies most of it today, even as new information comes out. And you're so right, Walker. It's just you know that post, all of it is it, it's damning and it, it's crushing and it's it's hard to see. I mean, when you've got the medical report there, right, and the pictures, and then uh, I mean. The, the video of, of his of his son recounting what he saw or what happened um I, you know uh, th what else can you can you say what else can you look at it and not just be blown away and shocked by it honestly and and to your point doug the team you know yesterday they put out a, a statement that was just kind of acknowledging obviously that they were in the conversation i suppose and i'm sure they've been talking to the league and to miles's representatives and whomever but yeah i, I think they've got a They've got to come out and say a little bit more as more information comes out and we approach uh, and the, the weekend. Right. And this feels so fast. 
and this is oh, this yeah. is the world we live in today. This is how information is shared, and this is how quickly information is shared. And and organizations have to be uh, flexible and adept and move as quickly as possible. Uh, they can't be flat-footed on these kinds of issues. And the fact is, there is a legal process that will probably take much longer. The legal process right. is not like social media. Uh, it will take time to fully unfold. But the the team. And the, and the league, the NBA, is under really no obligation to allow that legal process to fully take place if they feel like there is sufficient evidence to warrant action. And, and I think that uh, those pictures and that video are pretty damn sufficient. Um, yeah. And I don't <clears throat> think the team should be faulted if they rescinded the qualifying offer and mm -hmm. moved on at this point, and and I, I certainly wouldn't fault them. Look, there it, it there is no there is no action that could be taken place by the Charlotte Hornets that would be too much. You can rescind the qualifying offer. You can waive him if you are talking about some kind of punishment for what Miles Bridges would experience via the NBA contract world. There is nothing, in my opinion, the Charlotte Hornets can do that would be considered, well, now that's a little too overboard. Let's see how the details play out. If you want to waive them because you don't want to have any part of this in your organization, then warranted. If you want to rescind the qualifying offer, warranted. In fact, now is the point where we could argue leaving qualifying offer on the board is a little questionable. Now, if he gets anything that is considered close to $20 million a year, 15, I don't want to put a number on this at the same time it's okay to move off of miles bridges entirely from these from these things that have come out over the last couple of hours or over the last couple of days, I should say, go ahead. David. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, so, you know, it's 10 46 here in Charlotte AM, right? Friday. I first saw this stuff. Uh, it it kind of came out 24 hours after all the original reports and the original news came out. So, I mean, I guess if you're in the Charlotte Hornets office, this could really be coming in now or it's all very new. I'm sure they're, they're seeing it as we're seeing it, but to your point, Doug, stuff happens so fast, right. Um, that I'd expect to hear something from them today. Um, you know, I don't know how you handle this guys, because I'm sure on some level they want to, um, you know, miles needs to get help. Right. And, and they're his NBA family. Um, uh, so I, there's just so many levels to this and, um, well, he, I don't know I'll tell you, he, need, he, he should tell his agency clutch sports not to release videos to, yeah. of him working out on uh, free agency day after all of this took place. Um, that was the, the audacity of that video being released. Um, I, I think knowing, right. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they knew some level. Oh my gosh. I, Yes. So, right. If they don't, that's <laughs> then that is that is malpractice from from just not knowing everything regarding your client. And also, if, if you know, it, it's it's bad either way. If they didn't, they should have known. If they did know, they shouldn't have released the video. There is I that that was that was pretty shocking to see, to be honest with you. I don't want to use that word just flippantly, but it was it was surprised like what? Like that's the thing that comes out is mile work miles working on his jab step and mid range game. We're going to post videos of that while we have these allegations turned photos from your wife who put this on social media now and that you got arrested for felony off of the rip domestic violence off of the rip, man. Like the cops felt they had enough evidence then to not go misdemeanor, that stuff matters. Making that jump all the way to the most serious of domestic violence offenses, they felt they could do that right then and there. And you want to put mid-range game videos out, man. And like when we talk about some of these things that were listed in Michelle Johnson's social media posts, look, I do think about the kids, man. Like, I, you know, I, I think it speaks to I think it speaks to a lot of listeners that might be in this situation as well, where they know someone that has been affected by domestic violence. I myself, unfortunately, so know a lot of people. And, and I, I don't want to use that word because, you know, I, I know I know what I would consider a lot for this situation. And I know how kids can be affected by that. Those kids are going to be affected by that as long as they remember it. And it's going to be pretty hard to get that out of your mind as you grow up. 
And so when the kids witnessed that with Miles exercising those actions in front of his children and them seeing it, I it, it, it's hard for me to find sympathy. And that's something that I try to do in every situation. When we talk about Miles Bridges needing help. You know, I, I do believe in some form of punishment needing to also be some form of rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. It's also hard for me to look at this and think, man, hopefully Miles gets help. Because right. right now, all my sympathy is for Michelle Johnson and all my sympathy is for those kids who I know's lives are never going to be the same and not because of their doing. And it's really hard for me to swallow that, to be honest with you. Yep. We so, spent a lot sorry. of time. We spent yeah. a lot of time on this. It's important. Um, it's more important than basketball. Uh, and, yeah. um, yeah, if, if those images, uh, did, did wake you up, I would just, I would, I would further press you, uh, that w w to think about the stuff you're not seeing that goes on the anxiety, the depression, the vulnerability, the violation, the, the, the losing of the sense of self that occurs, uh, due to partner violence. Um, this stuff is real. This stuff is is uh, important. It's devastating, uh, and and honestly, it can't get enough attention. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's about as awkward as it gets, and it's really unfortunate because of this Miles Bridges situation that's taken place. And to refer to it as a situation probably is a cop out. Let's call it what it is. It's domestic violence of the felony offense, and that's what the accusations are right now. And that is what we are dealing with as far as what we have to talk about. And now, as we move on. It's going to be weird, but also <laughs> free agency is happening as we speak. In fact, it took place at 6 p.m. just last night where the Charlotte Hornets have to make some of these decisions. And we are going to talk about how this affects the team. We are going to talk about as well exactly taking place or it being the Charlotte Hornets, what haven't taken place, what has not taken place as of yet. I do want to remind you that Arcade One Up is a proud sponsor of this show. They're a proud partner of this show, and we really appreciate it. They have big news. They do have NBA Jam. It's back. Arcade One Up is the leader in at-home retro arcade games. It's not only bringing the best game ever back, but they've made it bigger than better, bigger and better than ever with a sham, uh, with a NBA Jam Shack edition. We're not going to call it the sham edition because that probably is not a tagline <laughs> they want to associate with their business. It's not Boom some player. It's it's not a player hater comp. No, <laughs> this is the Shaq edition, and I apologize now, sham, to RK. Well, hold on, up. the Shams the Shams Cherenia edition would uh, <laughs> that would be, be great. Cherenia. What did I just do, do there? Yeah, okay, do, we're both we're both failing miserably. Uh, yeah, at least I'm not on camera. This is a sham read. This is not a sham product. It's a Shack edition product. And hopefully you can move past my flaws in reading all of this. You can jump clear across the court, set the ball on fire. It's one of the first sports games ever to feature a real and digitized NBA licensed team. No fouls, no free throws, no quarters required. Compete with friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. You can pre-order now from arcade1up.com. That's arcade, the number one up.com for an estimated early September ship date arcade one up is the place for fun they've got even more classics like golden t mortal Kombat, many others starting at just 399 dollars. you can check this out they are giving away nba jam shack edition to a lockdown listener too so enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade one up.com slash locked on that's arcade the number one up.com slash locked on you've got till july 8th to enter to win nba jam shack edition console don't miss out enter today who are you going to play with we'll talk about the charlotte hornets their role in free agency coming up next on the lockdown hornets podcast you are listening to the lockdown hornets podcast thoughts on the news about cody zeller's injury that's a tough one man i mean what the Dude. Uh -oh. He's just injured, man. It's, it's okay. okay. It's look, just, you know, he's injuries just to happen. Deal with an injury. He didn't want <laughs> to get injured, okay, David? But, but, uh, Sorry, guys. I just had someone jump out in front of my vehicle. That's uh, That was understandable. Only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh. 
Okay, so the Charlotte Hornets are amidst free agency. We appreciate you dealing with us during that very awkward transition and a flawed read. I apologize to Arcade1Up.com. It is a proud partner. Um, I apologize that I did not express that well enough. I, I'm human, man. I can only I can only handle that with so much professionalism and grace. Um, but let's talk about the Charlotte Hornets free agency period because you know the Miles Bridges stuff absolutely impacts how the Hornets can operate. Doug, one guy we haven't talked about a whole lot is Cody Martin, <laughs> who is also somebody that had the qualifying offer picked up. I, I, I wonder what Cody Martin's uh, future is with this team and what the market is for him right now, because he is still a free agent as as it currently stands. I don't know. You know, I we know that James Borrego very much valued Cody Martin, right? Yeah, I, I, he seems like a Steve Clifford guy. Yeah. Um, this is somebody that Mitch Kupchak took in the second round when a lot of people, including myself, thought that was a reach even at like 35. And he's turned out to be a real NBA player who's going to make a second contract, which is really impressive. And congratulations to him because, you know, he, he's been fun to talk to. He's been a hard worker. He, he's he's really been an awesome guy within this organization. What does that all equal to him possibly being a Charlotte Hornet? What's your take on the uh, Cody Martin situation, Doug? Well, I'm surprised he honestly didn't get any kind of offer on day one. I mm-hmm. thought he would certainly be one of the names, uh, one of these smaller names that would come up within the process, but he didn't. So maybe that's an, an encouraging sign, but I, I still expect him to get some kind of offer that the Hornets will have to decide whether to match or not. Uh, just to, just to note sort of his improvement offensively, because we talk a lot about his defense and, and to be fair, he is one of the better defenders on a team that doesn't have many defenders. But his, according to Cleaning the Glass, his points per shot attempt went from 103.4 la, uh, two seasons ago. And that would be in the 25th percentile of wings in the NBA. It went from 103.4 to 116.9, putting him in the 72nd percentile among NBA wings. And a lot of that was just three-point shooting. Yeah, well, not a lot of you. usage. People will point mm-hmm. that out. They'll say, well, he didn't get a lot of shots. Okay. But there was a moment in time last season where the Hornets were missing multiple starters due to COVID and they called on Cody Martin and he proved that put the ball in his hands and he, he's, he can be a big scorer. So um, I, I just loved what Cody Martin gave the team and I think they should find w- whatever means they have to, to dig up to, to keep Cody Martin for next season. What do you think, David? Yeah. I mean, his play was a big reason. Uh, one of the reasons I'd say that James book, didn't get a lot of time on the floor as well. Right. I mean, especially on the offensive end. I mean, I think that was the big surprise for that group last year, his ability to put the, put the ball in the basket to your point. I, I don't know. I mean, guys, when we start to talk about this stuff, everything is just has one big, it's just on hold so much right now, but I think he was probably what second in line as far as their priorities if you rewind you know time going back two days before all this mess went down it was probably figure out miles and then figure out cody it was probably their top two uh priorities and which makes sense because your point uh, walker he's going to get attention he's going to get some looks from you know from suitors from other teams i think both the martins will i was saying uh, earlier today i saw the wolves might want to bring them both on uh, and who wouldn't love that again of course I so um to, yeah, winning. yeah. <laughs> So they've, uh, yeah, they've got some stuff to figure out. And I think on a team that's, how many more, how many more moves are they going to make? You know, where are they going to find defense from if it's not from Cody Martin at this point? Well, and, and also you mentioned the the points per shot attempt. The three-point shot is going to help you a lot. I know that dipped quite a bit in the second half yeah. of the season. Um, but if if that can be the average, if his average, if his efficiency last year can translate, if he can prove this is not some outlier, I worked on it, this is real, even if it's not, you know, 45% for the first half, because it was ridiculous in, in the first half of the season. Can we get to 40 and then, you know, can we get to like, 35 in the second half, you know, whatever, vice versa, that matters. But also Cody Martin's an awesome cutter on offense. What I love is having LaMelo ball with the basketball in his hands at the top of the key drive, have Jalen McDaniels or Cody Martin on either side of the court, 
dive in at the exact right time. LaMelo hit him because of how instinctive he is. And then they just hit you with the flush or at least a layup. Both of those guys are really good cutters and working with LaMelo. I think that matters, especially with the three point shot. So yeah, you know, I I'd like to have Cody Martin back if it's possible. I, I don't think I'm going to be crazy disappointed if he leaves, depending right. on the kind of contract that might be handed out to him, but really cool success story. And, and, and I like keeping the success stories in which you drafted here yeah. in this city that would be pretty cool to see yeah that's fine let me let me zoom out for a little bit let's just let's just put put it out on the table the hornets did nothing yesterday on the day that everyone and now walkers disappeared we got to get him back there walkers back perfect (laughs) the hornets the hornets the hornets did nothing yesterday on a day where everybody was looking a lot of fans pay attention to that day for, for 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 teams to do something and they did nothing. This is a common occurrence. If you've been a Hornets fan for a while, you understand yeah. that sort of it, it kind of goes with the territory. But let's zoom out a little bit. Let's go back to the beginning of last season when they had holes at the center position. We knew what they weren't going to be able to defend the interior. They couldn't defend the wing either. Uh, they have perimeter defensive issues all over the place. Then a new issue cropped up. They couldn't finish at the rim. So midseason, they make a move to bring in Montrez Harrell and Isaiah Thomas to give them a little bit more of offensive firepower to overcome the defensive issues, to get a little bit more physicality inside and finish around the rim. Okay, offseason, both Montrez Harrell and Isaiah Thomas are gone. They've got to do some serious replacing. If, if the intention is to get better, if the intention is to put a team around the mellow ball that could even sniff the playoffs to get that process started, to, to get a competitive team around LaMelo ball to keep him for years to come, th- then we've just gone through a day where, where they didn't do anything to make that happen. Yeah, and it, it feels like they're getting closer and closer to almost starting from scratch. I mean, or certainly about almost to square one, you know, depending on how things shake out with with Miles, of course. Uh, that, that was a key cog. I mean, that was a big part of their plan moving forward. And uh, until we hear something, we really can't talk on, you know, what they want to do next. But you mentioned Isaiah Thomas. I mean, there was talk, I, I guess, you know, he would be, certainly be open to, to coming back. But I don't know what that would look like. I don't know what kind of interest he has from other other people, uh, you don't think Harold will probably be back at this point. Uh, and we haven't mentioned Kelly Oubre, guys. I mean, they had until yesterday, right. I right, believe, uh, mm-hmm. to um, what to guarantee him, right? To guarantee Doug? his $12 million deal. That that deadline passed at 630. We didn't hear that they didn't guarantee right. the deal. Uh, so but that appears to have gone through. But here's the thing. If, if if that situation around Miles Bridges is is freezing them, they are allowing themselves to be frozen. There, yeah, there were moves that sure. could have been made yesterday. Uh, Hardenstein uh, got like an $8 million a year deal. Uh, that would have helped them in the interior. Uh, there, there were guards. I think DeLon Wright was probably too expensive for them. But there's yeah, still probably guards a little out there. bit, but yeah. yeah. There are still guards out there. Gary Payton II is still, and, and moves can still be made. Uh, Javon uh, but, Carter. Okay, there's another name. I gave you a name. You wanted a name. That's a name. I appreciate that. <laughs> These name. are names. These Those are that's names. a fun name. Mm-hmm. Javon Carter. Yeah. Javon um, Carter. But yeah, yeah, I mean, so ahead, so there's Dave. frustration from you, Doug, right? I mean, because we're we're almost we're we're it looks like we're approaching another offseason where they're gonna come out of it with, you know, not as big a hole, a gaping hole, I guess, as last year. You 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 did draft someone to play in the center position. Big question but my mark, goodness. Though. Big question sure. mark about how ready he will be to step into an NBA rotation. Well, yeah, and how ready is this team to press forward on the Lamelo Ball, you know, plan? Because if their plan is just to, hey, we improved our coaching defense, we think, and we got a rookie center, doesn't feel like that's going to be quite enough. They're not, you know, and look, look what's happening around them, right, guys? Uh, Atlanta Hawks uh, certainly improving their backcourt. Lord knows what's going to happen with the Miami Heat, with Detroit. Kevin Durant <laughs> floating around. I mean, this division. You could be staring up at two, you know, powerhouses before long. The Knicks are eating up every center prospect. I mean, they got they got Hardenstein. You know, they got mm-hmm. rid of Noel, but you know, they got I would, they I would like to my favorite player in the world, Mitchell Robinson. Mm-hmm. One year, I would like the Hornets to be that team where I look up and I say, "They're still signing guys. Where do they? They they don't have any money. How are they bringing on these people?" And, and it's yeah. never the Hornets. They're always like, "Nah, we're good." You know, another one, some of this just might be players wanting to go to a different team. And a lot of it is, is these are good center deals for the most part. I, I mean, I think Mitchell Robinson, I think it's 15 million a year is what you said, Doug, before we, we hopped on 15 is probably 20, uh, 20 a year, four 60 for, for four. Oh, wait, that's 15. 
Yep. Okay. So for, <laughs> I'm usually the bad one at math, but 15 million per year. Like I was, if, if it was going to be 20 a year, I was about to be floored at that. To be honest with you, I was like, wow, that's Sorry. $80 million more total. Oh, I got I got a, hold on. I got a, I got a couple of sounds for that. I've got this one. Sorry about that. That's a bad mistake. And of course I have this one. <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> of course you got to bring that one on yeah so so yeah that you're talking about like 20 more total i guess you were going like four years 80 million total I don't um know what i was doing anyways nick claxton two years 10 million a pop 20 years or oh. 20 million total i mean that's the mid-level exception yeah but like, you don't, I mean, you don't pretty have much. that you, but that's yeah. so that's the thing to kind of illuminate this and bring some context here the hornets don't have the full mid-level exception because they're not technically over the cap until they or, or you know let's rewind the tape before all of this stuff happened ha they were waiting to sign miles bridges to something that then would put them over the cap and allow them to have some exception money to throw around but now if they sign anyone it's going to be into cap room yeah um right and so that's the order of this matters and so, so when you not only do the players matter, but some of the order of, of this actually kind of which is why too, when, when we say about. when we say the situation is freezing them, that's what we mean. Um, but Nick Claxton would have been I, because there were rumors that the Nets were not going to offer him right. the amount of money. Like I think it was the middle level exception they were going to give him. But Kevin Durant seeks a trade. Shocker there. And then Kyrie Irving now is going to go to the Lakers. I think we've seen this from no, no shocker it's, anymore. It's, I can't be no, shocked. It's not. It's I can't not, be that, shocked anymore when a superstar decides to go somewhere. True. I just can't be shocked. No, and that Neither was that was that was semi-sarcastic. Yes, shocker there that Kevin Durant decides to move from the Nets after the okay, whole Kyrie well, if debacle. Okay, if you're gonna do a sarcastic shocker, it has to be <laughs> shocker. You got to go a little bigger, <laughs> so Nobody I know can do for that. sure. You, get, you just gave me an impossible goal to reach. I'm not gonna be able shocker. To I can't do. And that. I guess that could be freezing some folks too, right? It shouldn't be. It should. <laughs> uh, it uh. <laughs> It shouldn't be freezing the Hornets. The, the, the Kevin Durant situation probably shouldn't be freezing the Hornets. Although Lamelo, along with every other other young star in the NBA, posted a picture of him mm -hmm. and Kevin Durant on the same court. So with eyeball emojis, guys, eyeball mm -hmm. emojis, big time um, eyeball emoji energy. That should not be freezing the Charlotte Hornets. The Kevin Durant situation. If anything, right, they should maybe be trying to maneuver while all these other teams are trying to figure out how they're going to make some room for Kevin Durant and maybe Kyrie Irving. Who the hell knows? Um, ah, yeah, that's it. Kevin Durant. Let's bring him back. I know Doug tried to take credit for that because of a question he tried. suggested to me. Yeah, no, he did. He did take credit for it. That, that you're right. There is no try. There's only do Yoda is over um, you right I, now. Telling you, well, you let's did explain. Take credit for that. I asked you to ask mm -hmm. Clifford about working with past superstars and how that experience can help him engage young players on this team, including LaMelo Ball, who seems destined to be a superstar. You then asked that question. Thank you yep. very much. Then Clifford mentioned that he was a consultant with Brooklyn last season and that working with Kevin Durant showed him, you know, that superstars do things the right way. They love to be coached. They work really hard, all of these things, and that he can share that experience. But he gushed about uh, Kevin Durant and then Will Kunkel I love Will Kunkel, but I feel like he tried to he tried to take my he tried to take my stuff. So I'm watching you, Kunkel. I'm, I got my tried to take he tried to take my quote. That was my question that was asked by Walker Mail and Kunkel. I'm watching you, buddy. I got eyes on you, Kunkel. It was a locked on Hornets question. Yeah, right? right. You should have gotten some credit for it. But to your point, I should have gotten Kev a championship. I should get a championship ring. If Kevin Durant is 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 traded to the Charlotte Hornets and they win a championship, I should get a championship Doug ring. Doug is out well, of control right now. Out of yeah, control. Well, Kevin Durant liked that post. That's the, right. Thank you. That's the end of the story. That's the important context at the end of the story. He liked Will Kunkel's post of a quote that he stole from a Locked On Hornets. I'm watching you, Kunkel. Vis-a-vis like, vis KD liked Doug. I think that's, I, that's where we're going. I'd like to grab control of this conversation as much as possible because it's completely all over the place. <laughs> if I can grab control of this, is I the first part, I was going to go into that. I was going to say the entire situation that took place. And then Doug said, well, hold on, let's get the details on this right. Before I could get the details on that right, he decided to enter Just and wanted interrupt. to make sure. Yeah. And, and getting the details, it was not that he asked, 
me to ask that question in the press conference. He he did so, and then I said, "Are you going to be mad?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm going to be mad if you don't ask that question." It's a good you know, question. because I think it's I think it's a really good question. Ask him. You, so I was like, "All right, fine," because I want to keep the peace with the podcast. I asked the question and put it out there. Kevin Durant liked it. Then Doug puts it out on Twitter that he gave me that question to ask, and then oh. wants a championship ring if Kevin Durant joins the Hornets and Charlotte ends up holding the LOB. Well, listen, the, the Hornets have stolen many things from me. I'll just say that. Like, I, I put stuff on this show all the time. I do. I put stuff on this show all the time. A miracle after midnight. Every time and you now hear that. And now is, is like, you're throwing darts at him now. Well, you know? I, I like, got eyes on Hornets. Bullseye. Hornets media team. I got eyes on you. I got eyes on uh, Kunkel. You owe me. I need a, I need royalties on this. I need a check. He owe you? I, need, I need a check for a couple of dollars. Royalty check. <laughs> with, Kunkel. With, I'm sending you my with, address. Oh goodness. Yeah. I I'm sorry. Will. please don't hold that against <laughs> me when I appear on CSL. All right. Coming up next on the lockdown Hornets podcast. Oh wait, I have the graphic. Hold on. There yeah. we go. The show is, uh, we are running smoothly here on lockdown Hornets. There is somebody that has been rumored to the Charlotte Hornets that maybe surprisingly, unsurprisingly, possibly as well, has fans excited. We're going to talk about that player in just one moment coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NHL playoffs that just concluded. So let's just focus on Major League Baseball's regular season. BetOnline is your continu- uh, continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. Who's that player the Hornets could sign? We'll talk about that coming up next in the last segment. This is Locked on Hornets. And which, what, what I have liked to see a few more shards. Sh- shards? No, I would not have. Only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. (laughs) That was a nice, that was a deep throat clear by David coming out. (laughs) Gotta get ready, guys. Uh, that was a. What was that? A what, what was coming? What, what were you clearing out there? What kinds uh, of things? What kinds of things are you clearing out there? Yeah, let's what get into things on that real quick. Like, what, what yeah, kind, what kind of what? things are? Was it pizza? How do you even joke was about it that? Whiskey? Uh, yeah, had some whiskey pizza last night. Had some pizza. Mm. I may have, may have, yeah, may, maybe so, maybe so. It's all right. It's all coffee and water now. Good pizza and whiskey. All right. I got to, I'm not finished calling people out. I got to call. I know you're I, not. This I know is you're serious. Not. I'm not joking around. Um, where I have a serious question. Where, where was Woj and Shams on this bridge story? Well, Didn't, where's anyone? Where's anyone? This we is, had, I, I've not heard. I mean, granted, it's the first day of free agency, but there hasn't been hard. I didn't see any mention of it underneath except for a crawl. Really? Yeah, there was a yeah. The, I mean, I mean, several local outlets now, and ESPN jumped on it with some some writing on websites and and mentions on on television. I'm sure, uh, but other than the TMZ report when it first came out, I didn't see a, a Woj tweet about this. I didn't. I mean, he retweeted. I think um, the Charlotte Hornets statement. I didn't see Shams yeah. on top of this. This seemed like a pretty giant story on the eve of free agency, and they were nowhere to be found. I just, I just really want to make clear that I believe that we've learned over the past couple of years that Schefter, Woj, and Shams, and and any of these, uh, many of these other folks who do this are not newsbreakers. They don't break news. They market information. They are information marketers. Uh, And and I think this, because because you have to ask yourself when, when this kind of stuff happens, you know, if if there's no one that benefits from it in their universe, then it, then the only way it would make sense for them to communicate about it, because 
these people are in that they know everything they they they're in touch with everyone mm -hmm. this information would not have been hard for them to confirm i believe shams like confirmed kobe bryant's death off the tmz report but if it but if it doesn't benefit them to report something if it only benefits the public to know something then and they don't say anything about it then i think that tells you everything you need to know i'm just saying let's let's understand what they are and what they aren't they're not newsbreakers. Well, yeah, Adam Schefter's comments on Deshaun Watson when he seemed to be in the tweet discussing some of the I, I forget what it was. I should have the details in place here, but also the Deshaun Watson tweet that was fired from Adam Schefter saying that he, he felt like he was innocent the entire time. And now he feels like that day has come where it's clearly one sided. It's clearly him discussing this from a Deshaun Watson point of view. And we have mm -hmm. all of these allegations thrown his way that aren't getting any consideration in what should be a pretty neutral news breaking tweet. And that was one that was bad from Schefter. And now here you have silence from Woj and Shams, who are supposed to be knowing of all things that take place. And so it's a fair question. Not exactly sure where well, they not were, to mention, but we do know. He is, yeah. yeah, and he is, you know, part of free agency, right? Or, I mean, his he's a placeholder, right? I mean, it wouldn't be hard to... Uh, say it's 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 certainly newsworthy, but I mean, within the rotation of the day, I mean, it's all about free agency. Miles Bridges is a potential piece or was in, in free agency, so yeah, the science was a little weird. I'm not even really critiquing the fact that they didn't do it, that they didn't tweet anything about it. What I'm you want really to make sure people understand what it is is trying to clarify what they they are essentially. They're not journalists. They're not news breakers. Mm -hmm. They are really an a public relations extension of the players and the agencies that are that are connected to news-ish organizations. That's what they are. It's a messy process. And I just want to clear and this this particular instance and the silence from them, I think, illuminates that in in a very a very particular way. And I just want to make sure we all understand that. Okay, well, yeah, and think, uh, yeah, and think back to a couple weeks ago, right? When, Walker, do you like that? What a dismount. But the last thing on that, gotcha. Doug, to your point, though, think back two weeks ago, right, or whenever it was that Shams put that out, that the market for Miles Bridges was going to be so-and-so, and this is why, and wings are now important. Breaking news, Speaking of breaking news, wings are important. Um, and, you know, that the, the, the Hornets weren't going to do this. That gets but that gets taken as if it is actual news and if and, and yeah. stories get built upon that i think that's where it gets dangerous because by the end of the week that was just being reported in other outlets people were opining on that as if it was fact as as if the fact that they hadn't actually not confirmed it was confirming it. It, it that's the maddening part for me it's just like wait where did this come from oh it came from here there's Probably not a whole lot of truth on the other side of this, but we're just going to run through it and then build uh, an entire story off of this little kernel that's you know doesn't really have any truth. And now I'm sure you've seen this, but Woj is stretching credulity a little bit, and 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 this happens because you know why? Because the access and the things that come from the access, ultimately money, are too alluring. You can't help yourself. You try to mask it all as best you can, but eventually. It's more, 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 and the seams start to break. And we saw the seams start to break when you have Woj out here tweeting that Jalen Brunson, armed with a deal from the Dallas Mavericks, was going to meet with New York when everyone knew that Jalen Brunson already had a deal in place with New York, that there are probably going to be tampering investigations uh, from the NBA oh, to uh, of New York. Uh, everyone knew this, and yet you have Woj out here for some reason, and not for some reason. We all know why, because there's a there is a uh, there is information marketing happening, and and the people that are buying and selling are the agencies, the players, and and the organizations. Yeah, Weird. it's all very yeah. It's pretty clearly um, in Woj's and Shams' best interest when they talk about players making deals, and then they give you the sentence describing how that player is, and it's always positive, right? There's no neutrality there. It's all about, and you know, he has been a force on the defensive end last year. Just something with no basis, you know. <laughs> but but they're trying to sell it to a public, taking in that information, and of course, that only benefits the player and the agent, which. 
oftentimes is the source, even though I know there's some kind of speculation that a lot of team execs make up the sources for Woj and maybe a lot of the agents make up the sources for Shams. I have no clue what the breakdown is. We just know that there clearly is something to gain from both Woj and Shams to spin it in a positive light, whatever it may be, whether that be leaving information out completely regarding Miles Bridges or whether it be trying to convince you that Mason Plumley is a force on the defensive end. Either of those <laughs> things could take place and uh, and, he'll, and it's going to try to be a positive spin. Can I say one last thing on this? The, the reason why this is important is because we are seeing more and more player-driven media and team-driven media. And, and all of that is going to eventually swallow the woges and shams of the world because at some point the agencies and the players and the teams will realize why do we even need this middle person why do we even need this middle person to go out and do this This is silly why don't we just release all of this information whatever i think you had joe ingle's wife yeah she broke that one you know yeah so eventually they're just gonna get tired of these people anyway and and it's up to us the consumer to be more discerning about what the narratives are, cui bono, who benefits, what the narratives are, and why we're being told what we're being told. And it also stresses the importance of actual journalists, actual local journalists who are doing important work and, and understanding the difference between that and what we're getting from Woj and Shams and, and the team media, new media, and, and all right. that stuff. The Kunkels of the world. I know you got your eyes on him. But <laughs> I got my eyes. Stop bringing him up. <laughs> Will, we we mean no harm. We love you, Will. You are fantastic. Please. But isn't that kind of already happening? I mean, isn't that really, isn't it already being enveloped? I mean, isn't Shams, you know, basically, I mean, he's a clutch client, correct? I mean, that was, he's, isn't he already in that grasp? I, I mean, I didn't and, know that. And, That's, well, that, that makes a lot of sense. Who? Miles? No, no, no. Or, Shams. Oh, Shams. I, yeah, I, I'm not I sure. Guess. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, yeah, to your point, do I need to play the speculation music? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to, do you want to end with the tease that I, that I ended the last segment with? Do we want to talk about ah, a sure. player that's still available? All right. Yeah. Let's go ahead and yeah. What a show. All right. Gary Payton, the second. <laughs> He's the guy that we were suggesting could be there. We talked about it yesterday in a little bonus episode that we put on YouTube. Also, I don't know if it's uploaded via podcast, but you can check it out on YouTube. Um, yeah, this this is an interesting one, right? Because he's not signed yet. The reports from Jake Fisher, I think hosting that 1 a.m. live with Mark Stein, said that the Hornets and maybe the Pistons are the two teams to watch for mm. um, if he does not go back to Golden State. What what makes this kind of interesting, too, is you do have Cody Martin, who is known more so for his defense. Does that leave him more susceptible? Oh, to leave? I'm going to ruin it for you. I'm going to ruin yeah, it for I you. Thought, I thought, okay, I'm going to ruin ahead, it for though. you. Oh, really? We have some a multi year deal with Portland Trailblazers. Oh, yeah. oh Gary is. Gary Payton. Okay. Yeah. Well, there Three you year, go. $28 million. Oh, so that's, no. when did that come in? When we were recording? This morning, maybe. Yeah. 124 a.m. That was for the people that, that <laughs> stay up for, that. that's for the people that stay up for Steiny and uh, uh, going fishing at 1 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Missed that completely. Yikes. Okay. So Gary Payton, gone. There's just another, another guy, name. though. So, so Delon Wright. Gary Payton, Isaiah Hartenstein, maybe Mitchell Robinson, if you viewed that as as a possibility, Nick Claxton, you know, some it's not like we're asking for much, right? <laughs> like these, these are the players. It's true. Are, Literally, the Hornets are not yeah, asking yeah. for much. Yeah, they're they're not. We're not either, but we're asking for something. And and th- those players are, aren't being had. And look, it's it's different, right? Like it, it's not it's not necessarily like other off seasons past. And where they just clearly haven't done anything and it's like, wait, why, why are we not wanting to get better in these situations? I, I understand that there's something that you have to deal with right now regarding Miles Bridges. Also, I don't think that hinders you from offering something to these players that we've discussed. I'll give you, I'll give you a name that's still out there. Don't do it. No, don't do it. What, I'll give you two names. I know what you're going to, I know, I'll give you two names. I, I know one. No, I'm sure I know the other one, to be honest with you. Don't give me Kimba that. Walker and DJ yeah. Augustine are both oh, still God. available. Yeah. <laughs> David. David. Your DJ Augustine. That was the most still, genuine reaction. Still around. <sighs> that was, that, that was, was real. Both. That was Steve real Clifford, reaction, Steve Clifford the, new, the new old head coach of the Charlotte Hornets, uh, said while he was in Orlando that DJ Augustine was one of his favorite players to coach. Don't do and, it. And uh, it wouldn't be the first time that Clifford welcomed back somebody from the magic of course dwight howard 
and and Who he brought I believe Michael Carter Williams to the Magic from the Hornets. Oh my God! Uh, so Clifford, if Clifford has found organizations that are willing, not really through the. It's it's weird, isn't it? They listen to him when you want to bring in these free agents uh, or via trades, but they don't really they don't really take stock of him during the draft. But uh, yeah, so DJ Augustine, I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Um. Yeah, Dwight Howard, by the way, unlikely to return to the Lakers. I think that was per Sean Devaney is what's reported here. I don't know if he signed in the middle of the night and I didn't see it, but you speak of Dwight Howard. We can just bring back old Hornets and Bobcats players. Um, yeah, everybody's going back too, by the way, right? Like it, it seems like a lot say. of guys. Nobody's going yeah. anywhere. They're all leaving. Except for your boy, uh, Lonnie Walker, Doug. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, I think the Lakers snatched him up. Pretty good deal, though, I thought. I mean, six geez. and a half for a year, I think, is what happened with Lonnie yeah, Walker. got him so on the he... taxpayer mid-level exception. Mm. So there mm. you go. Um, also, Mo Bamba going back to Orlando. Not that they, I thought there was really too much of a shot that he'd come right. here because Steve Clifford's the head coach. But Mo Bamba, we thought was going to leave Orlando, but instead he goes back for like a two-year, 21, something like that kind of contract. And I, I feel like Matt George of the Locked on Kings podcast said yesterday that Rashawn Holmes is most likely to stay in Sacramento. Sacramento. Instead of being trapped. And you know who else is in Sacramento? Your boy. My boy. Malik Monk. Malik Monk, baby. (laughs) The Kentucky backcourt. uh, Yeah. United in Sacramento. I, I I love to see it, and I also hate to see it that he's with Sacramento. I that can't be good. That's not. I don't want that I feel to happen. Like it was always headed there, and now it's uh, <laughs> yes. it come to fruition. It, oh, as no. it was meant to be. Oh, so no. just end on this kind of note here. I mean, I'm get I'm fully prepared for a Mason Plumley, Mark Williams, PJ Washington front court mm-hmm. rotation. Like, I don't, I don't see, Yeah, I just don't, I don't understand what signing could take place that would change that at this point. I think we all just have to take a deep breath and prepare ourselves for that eventuality. Trading is the only other option now. I mean, not, that's not entirely true. We still have some free agent process to go out, but I mean, we've talked about some of the names they're already snatched up and the trade market might be the next thing the Hornets have to look at again with a miles Turner, you know, we'll see about Rashawn Holmes. Who knows, man, who knows what the Hornets. It wasn't a great free agent class, right? I mean, it wasn't a great free agent hall to be made anyway, and they weren't going to make any moves anyway. So uh, yeah, it's, there's one big name out there that's been mentioned in conversations around the Hornets, not really rumors per se, but just like, Oh, this player might make sense. Uh, and that's Nurkic. I don't think he has okay. inked any kind of deal yet. Uh, obviously, Aiden is out there, but I think that's he's kind of tied up in the negotiations that may be taking place around Kevin Durant to Phoenix. Uh, but yeah, Thomas Bryant's gone. DeAndre Jordan, Damian Jones, Andre Drummond. I'm not sure if Deadman signed anywhere. Uh, Hartenstein, McGee, Bamba, Mitchell Robinson signs. Blake Griffin. Gastonia. Pretty Gastonia. With some oh, of these names, I don't even want. I I, I wouldn't be no. happy with some of those names, Bubble. but it it goes to show. Um, yeah, bring him back. All right. Bubble. Thanks for making a lot. We need to end this thing. Thanks for making us your first. Oh, Bismack Biombo's a UFA. For your second listen, get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day with Locked on NBA. Locked on NBA is your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. David, always appreciate the time. He joins us every Friday. You can follow him on Twitter at David B. Walker. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Tuesday, 4th of July. Are we off, Doug? You make the call right now, right here, right now. What are we doing? (laughs) Happy Independence Day. We're off. Okay, sweet. Unless news breaks, and we'll be on. (laughs) Have a great holiday weekend. We'll be back with you on Tuesday. 